Hi, this is Larry Wilson, and this is How to Talk to Humans. This is the podcast that shows you how to improve your communication skills. Are you looking to get a better job? Are you looking to find a relationship? Are you trying to do things in your life that have frustrated you and eluded you so far? I can show you so easily how to change that. Now, I can only do it with humans. If you're looking to deal with vampires or zombies, extraterrestrials, this is not the show for you. But if you're really looking to improve your communication skills, I can show you what I've learned from 40 years in show business working with the biggest celebrities and superstars in the world, and their secrets are unbelievable. What I'm going to be teaching you during the course of this podcast every week are tools that you can use to communicate toward success. Hi, this is Larry Wilson. Thanks for joining me once again for How to Talk to Humans, the show that's really focused on improving your communication skills so that you can lead a happier, more successful life. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's so simple. Anyone can do it. If you can understand what I'm saying, you can implement these things. This is really a special episode because it's the last episode of the year. Now, I'm saying that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because why should that make it any more special? I don't know. But it did cause me to think about what this year of episodes has been, and it has been extraordinary. I've had some phenomenal guests on, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, I would urge you to go back and listen to some of them because even I find them enormously useful. That's the first word that comes to mind. I was going to say entertaining. They are entertaining. But more important than entertainment is the value that I hear in them. Now, there are also quite a number of episodes where I don't have a guest, where I'm just uh, expounding on some particular idea about Wilson Method. And I was sort of impressed by those as well. And before you start to think, well, of course you would think that, Larry, it's you. I'm actually my own harshest critic. I'm the first one to look at something I've done. If I don't think it's up to snuff, I'm liable to look and go, ah, that's not really so good. We could have done better there. But I have to say, I have been so pleased with the material that's come out of this podcast and the interviews and the interactions, uh, it wildly exceeded any of my expectations. Uh, I've been planning to do it for a while. I thought I should do it. A number of people urged me to do it. But truthfully, I didn't really know what it was going to be like. And I have to tell you, it's, it could not be more gratifying. I'll give you a perfect example here. Um, one regular listener to the podcast, Adam Hainan, 
was uh, kind enough after listening to one of the uh, episodes uh, where I mentioned about the importance of punctuation and why it was so critical, sent me a gift. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, He sent me this book by Lynn Truss that maybe people who are listening to this are already familiar with and have read. It's called Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. Now, it's the, the the subtitle of it is the zero tolerance approach to punctuation, and it's a very lighthearted and whimsical uh, book uh, written by this woman about uh, her lifelong obsession with punctuation. But it's really about what we've talked about here. And first of all, I have to thank Adam Hainan again. Uh, so unexpected. Um, I get a number of emails from people and people offering advice sometimes about things, or I may bring something up, uh, but um, no one has ever sent me a gift before, which was so unexpected and so appreciated. Thank you, Adam. Uh, it's really fantastic. Um, years ago, on some television show I did, I made some mention about liking chocolate chip cookies. And a number of you are sent in homemade chocolate chip cookies. But, you know, show business being what it is, I didn't dare eat them. You know, I was in Los Angeles. God only knows what was in those cookies. I, But I still thought it was very nice of them. So having someone send me a book, and especially a book that speaks directly to my core message here about the importance of specificity and clarity in all our communications is absolutely overwhelming. It just caught me completely off guard. So thank you, Adam Hainan, again. And um, just opening the book right away, I saw some stuff that was phenomenal. Uh, This woman, I don't know her. I'd love to talk with her. Maybe we'll have her as a guest on in this next year. Lynn Truss. I think this is a hugely popular book. I think it's probably sold millions of copies already. But when she's uh, slightly making fun of herself for her fascination with punctuation, um, she says here at one point, she says, uh, she says punctuation has been defined many ways and how grammarians, you know, are so concerned about it, it's holding society together, blah, blah, blah. And she knows this is ridiculous. And she says, uh, best of all, I think, is the simple advice given by the style book of a national newspaper that punctuation is, quote, a courtesy designed to help readers to understand a story without stumbling, unquote. Well, that's much better and much clearer than anything I've said on this podcast. Of course, she is right. Of course she is right. And I was tormenting my own producer here because on his phone, I was trying to text someone and I couldn't find a period on his phone. I'm sure it's there, but I couldn't see it. And 
it reminded me what a curious thing that is, texting. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Uh, I was trying to figure out what it was really about. And, of course, you know, this comes back to uh, this book that I received, Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. Uh, I think the joke here is that it's a the headline that says Eats, Shoots, and Leaves was referencing some panda bears. It means this panda eats, shoots, and leaves. But if you put commas in, as people are wont to do these days, mysterious, random, inexplicable punctuation because they've seen it someplace else and they don't really understand how it works. If you put commas in, then it means something eats, then it shoots like a gun, and then it leaves. It goes away. So that's why I think she was so fascinated. But once you're sensitized to this kind of stuff, you'll see it everywhere. You'll see a million different headlines. The one I'm always, uh, it's not a headline, but it's just a phrase. If you say, it's time to eat, Grandma. Well, if there's a comma after eat, you're saying, you're telling your grandmother that it's dinner time. It's time to eat, Grandma. But if you don't have that comma in there, it means Grandma's going to be the main course. Now, uh, some sticklers have suggested that uh, maybe I was insane because they're saying, hey, man, no one really thinks you're going to eat grandma, you know. I understand that. But as I've pointed out other places, if your real interest here is improving your communication skills and raising them to an expert level, where you can make yourself impossible to ignore, where people can't brush you off, people can't uh, pretend they don't see you or don't hear you, then the goal we're looking for always is clarity. And any lack of clarity, even fragments of a second, where you have to stop and think, wait, what does that mean? Where someone's used Y-O-U-R in place of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. I got into a long, on, longer than I care to, an online um, conversation with some younger people who were uh, vehemently opposed to the idea that you need a punctuation for anything or even spelling in this case. And they were making the case that Y-O-U-R is indistinguishable from Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Well, of course, they mean two completely different things. Y-O-U-R is the possessive. It means whatever follows next is something that belongs to you. Your coat, your style, your speech. You're talking Y-O-U-R means the possessive, whereas Y-O-U apostrophe R-E is a contraction of you are. 
you are a champion. You are a maniac. You are a customer. All, all of these different things. But online, this person was insisting, oh, we can figure out. Well, yes, of course you can. And I think this may be the biggest problem, is that I don't mean to suggest in any of the things I talk about or try to teach in Wilson Method, I don't mean to suggest that somehow the world will come crashing down around your feet because they can't decipher what the real meaning is. Of course they can. But when you interrupt the flow of communication, you diminish its power. That's a very simple concept to understand. But most people don't bother to think of it that clearly. If I have to stop, this is one of the reasons why I think in advertising, sometimes it's a big mistake to do clever plays on words. Because we're not obeying one of the most uh, foundational principles of Wilson Method, which is to begin with determining what is your goal. I talk about the three Ds sometimes. To determine your goal, to define the means of transmission, and to deploy the tools that you learned in Wilson Method. If your goal is to sell some product or service, then using clever plays on word may be working against your interest. Because the clever play on word may only make us admire the person who wrote the advertisement. Oh, that was so funny that that person said blah, blah, blah. I know for a fact that everyone listening to this can think of some advertising campaign in their life that they'll never forget, whether it's where's the beef or I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Boy, that's an old one. Um, you know, there's a million, but sometimes we can't remember what the product was. Well, that's a gigantic failure on the part of the people trying to promote the product or service. Our goal that we determine before we begin a communication, our goal is supposed to be clear. It's not supposed to be a bunch of goals. It's supposed to be one specific primary goal. If the goal is to sell this product, having people remember the ad, but not the product, is a disaster. It makes people think you're very clever. Now, if that's your goal, to have people think you're very clever, well, that's a different thing. But sometimes, again, I know all of you have seen and heard advertising where there was clearly some mixed intention going on. I can't tell you the number of billboards I see advertising a wide array of different services or goods that feature a headshot of someone who is the figurehead of the company, 
Maybe it's the owner or the CEO or the inventor. And every time I see those, all I can think is some clever advertising person went to them and said, I've got a great idea. You see, the billboard says, use blah, blah, blah. And there's a picture of you on it. Well, a lot of CEOs or presidents or managers think, hmm, that would be nice to have my picture, my face on the billboard that I pass every day and all my friends pass. Well, all I can say is those advertising agencies that sell them on that, they're the ones who are clever. I don't think a picture of you, if you're selling auto parts... now. If you're someone famous in the automobile or auto racing world, that's different. But if you're just a guy who owns a store that sells auto parts, having your face on there, I don't think, is the most effective communication for that ad. And so, you know, I can't help but think that when you see uh, people arguing that punctuation or spelling doesn't matter they don't understand the importance of having communication that is uninterrupted. I don't want the recipient of your communication, whether it's written, someone reading your writing, or spoken, them hearing something, I don't want them to be interrupted for even a fraction of a second where they have to think about what they just saw or read to unscramble it. I want it to be absolutely crystal and clear. And so it makes me think when we talk about texting, that the real purpose of texting is to elongate the nature of space and time. Now, I'm sure most people using it don't think of it that way, but I think that may be its most effective and useful quality that can write something, a question, or reply to someone, but you don't have to immediately respond to them. You can read what their question was and think about it. And then, maybe in five minutes, or an hour, or a day, or a week, or a month, you can answer that. And I always, of course... In Wilson Myth, I'm always urging people to think before they respond, not to shoot from the hip. So in that way, texting might be extremely valuable. It might turn out to be something that uh, could be a good thing rather than just an annoying thing. But I want to remind you, if you punctuate you're texting, you're making it clear. I know there's young people, there's millennials who say, if you put a period, that's like slapping me in the face. Well, then get used to it and enjoy it. Think of it as a slap of love because I'm not interested in whatever the current fad or notion of communication. I'm only interested in highly effective communication. So this really is the end of a spectacular year, at least for me, in terms of 
communication, my opportunity to reach out across the world, my producer showed me, I guess this podcast is listened to by people in 50 different countries. I can't even quite conceive of that. Uh, I thank all of you. We've had some extraordinary episodes with entrepreneurs, with writers, with um, marketing people, with finance people, and also interspersed with my own ideas uh, directly from Wilson Method. And when I was a kid, I used to think it was so funny when, <laughs> I don't know if my father would say this or someone else, but you know, on on December 31st, they'd say, well, see you next year. Oh, I used to think that was funny. But it really is true, isn't it? This is the last episode of the year, and I'm hoping that it is a harbinger of extraordinary things to come in the next year. I, It's a little bit of a loaded question, because I know some of the topics I want to talk about. I also know some of the people I have lined up to interview, and uh, they're going to be extraordinary. So I thank all of you who have continued listening. And once again, uh, I urge those of you who are uh, interested in Wilson Method, don't hesitate to reach out to me, especially if you have questions about the things I'm saying here. You can always reach me at Larry at WilsonMethod.com. And you'll be surprised because I actually answer them. With that in mind, I wish everyone the happiest of New Year's. I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday season and that the next year is even better and more prosperous. And I'm hoping that if there's any crumb from this podcast that you can glean, I hope it will help you to communicate towards success. This has been Larry Wilson. I want to thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope you found this information useful. If you're looking for more, you can find it at thewilsonmethod.com there's a ton of stuff there in fact if you want you can even speak to me because I'm human send me an email at info at wilsonmethod.com because I read every single one I hope that you'll join us next week in this continuing journey and you'll be with me for the next episode of how to talk to humans. <laughs>